Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Master Your Mental Podcast. If you are new here, my name is Paris, and I am the creator and host of the Master Your Mental Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here to tune in and hear my amazing guests and I describe the ways we can leverage and shift our mindsets to take the best possible care of our mental health. I launched the podcast as a way to motivate, inspire, empower, and educate people on these interesting topics. My background and passion for this all stemmed from the field of psychology. After completing both my BA in psychology and my MBA in healthcare administration, my passion for mental health only continued to grow. As a result of this, I launched Master Your Mental to bring more awareness, tips, and conversations to the table about these topics. You guys might be wondering, what does the mental stand for? Well, it stands for mindset, engagement, nutrition, talk about it, accountability, and love yourself. These are all the building blocks that make up what Master Your Mental is all about. If you would like to learn more, become a guest, or connect, feel free to reach out to me by shooting me a message on any one of my social media platforms you guys can find in the link in my bio on my Instagram at master your mental. Now let's get into the episode guys. Hello everyone and welcome to episode number nine of season two of the podcast, Master Your Mental. I'm so excited because as you guys can see from the title, we are going to be talking about beyond the mask. So what does this mean? What is this about? And who do we have for you guys today? So I'm not going to tell you who the guest is because I'm going to be bringing her out here in just a second to introduce to you guys, but we are going to be chatting all things today, mental health and also mindset related, of course, because that is what the podcast is all about. But more importantly than that, the reason I'm so excited for this episode, because I actually found my guest this week because I watched her TED talk. I watched her TED talk and I'm actually going to include it in the link for you guys to check it out. It was so good, so powerful, so moving, so inspirational that I actually reached out to her to have her come on here onto the show for you guys and tell her story for us. And of course, the topic is moving beyond the mask, removing the mask. And what we're talking about is removing the mask in terms of mental illness, struggling with your mental health, and more particularly struggling with bipolar disorder. And as you guys know, unless you're new here, I myself was also diagnosed with bipolar one disorder. And my guest today also shares that in common as well. So I really wanted to get into this conversation to ask her, you know, what did you do to remove that mask? How did you shatter that stigma? How did you overcome these struggles, obstacles, all these different things that you were dealing with at the time to really come out into a place where you could go up on stage in front of over a thousand people and tell your story for the first time and be vulnerable and be in that moment and in that place. So I'm super excited for her to come on. She's going to be here in a second and she's going to share this with us, but I'm so excited. I hope you guys love it as always. And let's get into the episode guys. I am so excited to be diving into today's topic, Beyond the Mask, with my wonderful guest, Jamie Gethers. Jamie is an entrepreneur, speaker, and author of the book titled Taking Off the Mask of Bipolar. I actually found Jamie because I watched her TED Talk 
on YouTube with over 100,000 views all about how she removed the stigma associated with mental illness. I'm so happy to have Jamie here with us today to discuss her story, her experiences, and all the powerful lessons that she has learned along the way. So without further ado, welcome Jamie to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Harris. Yes, of course. I'm so excited to get into this. Like I said, before we hit record, I, I'm super excited because this conversation is so important because everything I cover in this podcast is all about mental health, all about mindset and all about the relationship that two of them share and how they kind of come together and all those things like that. So before we get onto it, first of all, First and foremost, I want to actually applaud you for using your voice in your TED talk to share your story and your experiences with bipolar disorder and to, and to put that out there into the world and to put that message out there because I know it has touched so many people and has helped so many people. So if you could just tell us a little bit more about who you are and the great work that you've done so far for the world of mental health. Oh, you are too kind. Um, <laughs> Let's see. So I grew up in the Augusta, Georgia area, and I grew up in a typical family where we didn't talk about mental health. We didn't talk about, you know, people who had diagnosis were considered dramatic or Mm -hmm. attention seekers or or whatnot. And so um, I went through life, had struggles, challenges, just like everyone else thought it was just normal. And it wasn't until I was about 23, I believe, that might have been 25, my physician um, suspected that I had bipolar disorder and he wanted to give me a referral to go to a psychiatrist and, you know, talk to someone. And I was like, nope, not doing that. (laughs) And I just went through life struggling and up and down all over the place. Meanwhile, you know, married, divorced, trying to be a single parent, going to school after my divorce, going to college, going back to get my degree. And it was always really super hard. And I thought, well, maybe it's just hard because I'm a single parent. I'm older. You know, that's how it is. It wasn't until I was well into my 30s that finally I I realized that was what it was. I really had to accept it, that it was bipolar disorder. And I finally realized this won't get better until I accept it and do something about it. And it was, you know, an uphill battle, but, you know, still here. Oh my gosh. I love that so much, especially that piece you bring up of the acceptance because I also, as you guys know, I'm also, was also diagnosed bipolar. And that was a big hurdle for me is just, you know, coming to that realization. And like you said, you know, when you were in your mid twenties, you know, having the physician say, you know, I think this is a possibility could be bipolar. Let's see. And then, you know, having that denial and shutting down because, you know, like you talk about your, like when you're growing up and talking about mental health and these conversations that a lot of them didn't really happen. And, you know, we were kind of almost taught to, you know, put your best face on, don't really show you know, too much of anything else going on. So I feel like, you know, with that being a reality, I feel like it does make it very challenging to come, to come to a place where you're like, okay, this is what's going on. This is what, this is what's happening. This is what I can learn about it and really improve it. So mm-hmm. I would love to ask you, you know, like what was the most helpful thing and for you in terms of really working toward removing the stigma that you'd once associated with bipolar disorder? I think the biggest thing for me was when I I started seeing a therapist and as I'm seeing the therapist, he is identifying many of the red flags that, that, you know, qualify me as someone with bipolar. And, you know, I think I said something along the lines of that's 
a white person thing. That's not, that's what white people do because that's how I was raised. I was raised, you know, black people, we don't, we don't do mental illness. That that's not us. And he's like, okay. So he gave me a list of videos to watch and different people who are dealing with the disorder, who are people of color. And I was blown away because I never even allowed myself to consider that I had a diagnosis because I, you know, the way I was raised was, you know, that's something that white people have the luxury of having. We don't have that. We have to keep moving. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I saw that, I was like, wow, I've been wrong all this time and, you know, not realizing this is a real thing. Mm -hmm. This is something that is just as similar, this is serious as, you know, heart disease or, you know, diabetes or whatever. It's, it's still something serious and I clearly have it. So, wow. yeah. I, I love that how you talk about, you know, like in that moment of realization with the therapist and kind of watching the videos and going through all of that and really being able to accept that. Cause I feel like that is also such a beautiful thing because when you finally get to that place, I feel like you know, at least for me, you know, like that weight is taken off because similar to you, you know, I was in very deep, like, no, this is not, and just keep going, keep moving, keep pushing, keep, you know, no excuses. Just that's this mentality of like, you know, kind of pushing it to the side, ignore it. It's not real. It's not there. And then once you finally get that where you're like, okay, you know, this is what's happening and it's, it's okay. You know, it's not the end of the world. You know, so many people have days where they struggle regardless of, you know, if they have a diagnosis or what it is, you know, it's just a human experience to have those moments. And I feel like it is really so beautiful when, you know, you get into that place where you can kind of shift the view from Mm -hmm. being, you know, such a stigmatized label to something that, you know, has, has happened and has affected you, but this is something that you can, take with you and move forward and pull lessons, you know, pull lessons from that pain and pull lessons from that. And, you know, I would love to ask you too, like kind of on that note, if you can go back in time and just give your younger self in your mid twenties, one piece of advice about mental health, what would you say to your younger self and why? I would say that there's strength in accepting your diagnosis and treating it effectively. There's strength in that. It doesn't make you weak to have a diagnosis. It makes you stronger because you're able, you're empowered to do something about it. Because until you accept it and until you walk in your truth, you can't treat it. You can't, you know, make changes in your life that are going to help you function better because you haven't acknowledged anything is wrong. So I would say it's 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 a strength, not a weakness to accept it. Oh, I love that. I love that so much, especially when you talk about the strength and the vulnerability, because I feel like sometimes, you know, when we're really caught up in the struggle, we're really, really deep in that we don't view it that way. And sometimes we feel like we might not ever get to a place where we can say, you know, this is a great part about me, you know, viewing this as more of a blessing than a curse and saying, you know, just because I've gone through these different things and experienced these various traumas, you know, that doesn't mean that that's the end for, for me and my life. You know, this means that I can take pulse, pull things from this, take, take this forward with me and really be able to, you know, craft that life that you've always wanted and always dreamed of, but does seem so far away. does seem so hard to get to, but to know that you can start on that foundation, of recognizing that as a strength. And that's a beautiful Mm -hmm. thing to really be able to do, because I know that, 
you know, it takes a lot to really be able to say that and to tell people openly and say, Hey, you know, here's some things I've struggled with and here's some things I've dealt with. So, you know, that's, I really agree with you on that. It's such, such a, such a strength and such a beautiful thing as well. Um, and honestly, one of the things that I really love the most about the Ted talk you gave was that analogy that you used about the mask, right? So this taking off this mask of bipolar, and I would love for you to kind of talk more about that. So, you know, what did it mean for you to take off the mask and what work did you have to do to get to that point, to be able to remove the mask? Oh gosh, it was terrifying to take off my mask. And, you know, I called it the mask because that's really what it was. Because as I said in my talk, the majority of my business associates, my friends, a lot of my family had no clue about my diagnosis. And even when I struggled the most with, with you know, suicidal thoughts and, and when I struggled with mania where I was awake for days and just not fully functioning, I thought I was hiding all this from people. And what I would do is just isolate myself, which of course is the most dangerous thing to do. And, you know, I'm going through life, pushing through, trying to be a business owner and being a mom and being all these different things. And all the while I was literally struggling to live. It was just a daily battle. And it was such, it was, it was terrifying, but it was also a relief when I did the TED talk because I was able to just put all of my business out there. And, you know, I I gave the talk in my community that I lived in. So it was in Augusta, Georgia. And I gave this talk in front of 1300 people. And what's funny is I didn't think about the aftermath. I didn't think that people would see it after the fact, even though I'd watched TED Talks many a times, I just didn't think mine would be out there. Um, And it was funny because, you know, I said to the audience, this is kind of my coming out party because I don't talk about this. I had never shared this with people. And it was like a sigh of relief, really, because I was putting it out there being my my full authentic self instead of having to hide something that was a major part of my life and who I am. Wow. Oh my goodness. I love, I just love how you, how you phrase that and just how you kind of like put that all thing out there, like how you got up there and you got on that stage in front of all these people. And you, you said it, you told your story, you put it out there and, you know, it really did cause a ripple effect, you know, because, you know, people like me, you know, who watched that talk and were just really impacted by that. And by the words that you put out there and by the, by the vulnerability. And like you said, you know, that strength inside of you to, to do that, because, you know, I feel like there's probably so many people, you know, who probably saw that talk and are like, oh man, like, I wish that I could, you know, tell my, you know, like you said, like business associates, friends, people in, in your life who have no idea, you know, that you've dealt with this, you've gone through this, you've experienced these things. And, you know, I feel like that really offered so much inspiration to people, you know, just seeing you get up there, seeing you tell your story, you know, you have no idea. And I feel like that's, that's the most beautiful thing too, is like what you just said there is, you know, that you did the talk and you're like, oh man, like, I didn't think it would be you know, out there and it would be online. But, and then it is, but I think that's so awesome because, you know, that really gives so many people the opportunity to really just tap in to you and tune into your story, your experiences and connect on such a deep level with you and mm-hmm. really resonate with you and relate to you and really see that, 
you know, we all are human, you know, like we all have things that we deal Mm -hmm. with and struggles, no matter the level of severity or whatever it is, we all have these things in our life. But if we can, you know, if we have that ability to be, to be vulnerable and to step into that place, you know, beautiful things really do happen from that. And, and I think it's just amazing that the fact that you were able to do that and just tell your story and just do all of the awesome things that you've been doing, like with the book. And then also as a business owner, as a mother, all of these things, and then also going back to college, getting the degree, all the stuff that you're working towards working on and still doing this, still making the time for this, still putting the energy into this, because, you know, like you said, I really agree with you that, you know, cause this has also affected my life as well. And, you know, many people who listen, you know, dealing with mental illness and, or having friends, family members who have gone through these struggles or are currently going through these struggles. I think it's such an awesome thing to have people like you in this world who, you know, are able to step into that place and say, Hey, like, you know, I, here I am, like the mask is off, it's gone, you know, and it's scary. <laughs> like what you said, you know, just it's, it is scary. Cause you know, I can really relate to that, you know, ta- just getting on here and just having these conversations and being like, Oh man, like, you know, I just told the world this, like, what's going to happen with this, what's going to, what's going to go on. But just knowing that, you know, if you're touching at least one person, that's amazing. You know, shifting at least one person's belief, one per- one person's situation and really giving them that courage and that inspiration and empowerment to say, wow, you know, if she can do this, if she can get up on the stage and she can tell her story, then, you know, maybe I can too. And maybe I can work, work towards that place if I'm not feeling ready for it. Um, so <laughs> I would love to ask you, you know, the last and final question that I always love to ask people on this podcast okay. is since the name is master mental, I would love to ask you, what are you currently doing right now in this moment to master your mental? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> always got to ask. <laughs> well, you know, to master my mental, I think one of the things that I struggle with still is taking time for self-care and giving myself some grace. So, you know, I'm a doer. I like to have a list. I have a plan. I have some goals. They have sub goals. Like there's a whole thing. You know, there's a spreadsheet, there's a chart, there's a vision. Oh yeah. Oh Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) And, you know, sometimes I can be a little hard on myself about accomplishing things because there are days where I need to take a step back and just make it a self-care day and just, calm down. And so I say the number one thing I'm doing right now is extending grace to myself. And that's something a lot of people don't do. We think that even with the diagnosis or even with an immense amount of stress or even with, you know, 1500 things, because the mess doesn't have to just be, you know, a diagnosis. It can be a lot of different things. I think everyone at some point picks up a mask and puts it on to hide something they're dealing with, something they're struggling with, something they perceive to be a weakness. And so I think extending that grace to ourselves and knowing we are human before anything else. And, you know, we have to allow ourselves that room to breathe, to take a moment, to understand that the goal is not perfection. The goal is progress. Mm. And so that that's what I'm doing right now to master my mental. I love it. Cause yeah. grace, grace and self-care are just such major pillars of this, this, this entire thing right here. So master your mental, like the acronym, right? So we got mindset, engagement, nutrition, talk about it, accountability, love yourself, nutrition, all those pieces. And like you just said, you know, I also relate to that on a big way, you know, cause I still definitely have those days where I'm like, Oh, 
oh, like, here's the list, do this, do that, go over here, run over here. And then you start to think like, oh man, you know, like I didn't get this done or, you know, it didn't turn out the way that I hoped it would. And, you know, we start to get this inner critic coming in and just kind of taking over for a little bit, like, man, like, what are you doing? Like, you're supposed to be doing this and, you know, over here. And, but I feel like that's such a good thing that you bring up because, you know, that's something that we can all use and like, and, and need, you know, is taking care of ourselves, prioritizing our mental health, our physical health, nutritional health, whatever it is that you enjoy, that, you know, that you really need to take time for and make time for, I think is such a big step because sometimes it can feel really overwhelming. Like, especially if you have a lot going on, you know, it can be easy to go right to, oh, I don't have the time. I'm too tired. I don't have the energy. But if you can fit in at least, you know, maybe five minutes or, you know, it could be a simple thing, right? Like making a cup of tea, going for a walk, texting mm-hmm. your friend, you know, spreading love, letting people know, you know, I appreciate you. And just doing like a little thing like that, you know, goes a long way because, you know, just, I'm sure that, you know, this, like the effects of, you know, practicing gratitude and just, you know, being there for yourself. Right. Cause I feel like sometimes we spend so much time, you know, trying to lift other people up and right. you know, be there and support them and pour into them. But what about us, you know, how are we going to be able to continue, you know, doing these things and, you know, doing our businesses and doing our routines if we don't pour into ourselves, especially the caretakers and the moms, the people who are looking after everyone else, you've got to give yourself that grace because, you know, and it's so hard because we think, well, I'm supposed to be doing X, Y, Z, and I need to do it by this and this, that time. And, you know, but you've, got to give yourself that grace because one, you can't pour from an empty cup and two, you can't pour another people from an empty cup. And, but then two, you deserve to have peace, to be okay. And that's where you get that, get that from the grace that you give yourself. Like, okay, you didn't get it done today. Maybe not even this month, but you're working towards it. And that's, that's, what's important. Cause I, I know it was a struggle for me for a very long time and I'm a work in progress, but you know, I'm better than I was last week and hopefully next week I'll be better than I am today. So I love that so much. Oh my goodness. Such a good point. You know, just that work in progress, you know, like comparing yourself to who was I yesterday and just continuing to do the work and have grace along the way. Right. And not Mm -hmm. just get into the zone where we're like, Oh, like I'm never going to make this or it's not going to happen, but continuing to, like you said, stay on that path, stay on that course you know, stay consistent, continue to pour into yourself, continue to do these things that, you know, are setting you into forward motion, I think is so key and so important. So, you know, I just really want to thank you, Jamie, for making the time in your day to come out here on master your mental, share a little bit more about your story with us, your experiences, and just share some awesome tips on really how to remove that mask and how to, you know, take off that mask of struggling with your mental health and really to be, you know, step into this power of being completely and totally unapologetically you and just living your life and, you know, enjoying it and enjoying the journey and knowing that, you know, even though we have bad days, you know, there are plenty, plenty of good days ahead and plenty of good times and awesome things that we've already gotten to experience. So, you know, thank you and let the people know where can they find more of you? 
Well, first, let me just say thank you for the work that you're doing to bring awareness in our community, you know, about mental illness and about people who are thriving in spite of mental illness. So that's the first thing. Um, I would say if you, someone wanted to find me, I am everywhere. I am on uh, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, might even be on Twitter. All Um, places. All the places. Yeah. And um, if they want to check out my talk, they can visit uh, the website. It's on there or they can go to YouTube. The website is jamiegethers.com. And yeah, I'm just Jamie Gethers everywhere. Awesome. All right. I will link link that stuff for you guys to check her out and check out her TED talk. You guys do not want to miss it. Super inspirational. So incredible. And just an all around awesome human being. So again, Jamie, thanks for coming out. It's been amazing. And also to you guys, I want to say whether you're listening during the daytime or the nighttime, I hope it's a great day. Hope it's a great night. Love you guys. And I'm going to end it on that note. So bye you guys and bye Jamie. Bye. <laughs> All right, guys, that was the end of the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed creating it for you. As always, if you guys would like to get in touch with me to become a guest or share your thoughts, you can do that in a number of ways. You can shoot me an email at hello at masteringmental.com or you can DM me on Instagram at masteryourmental where you can also find a link in my bio that you can use to find me on all of my other social media platforms. I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your day and thank you so much for listening to the Master Your Mental podcast. Have a good one, guys. Bye.